Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, good afternoon to you. Hello, hello. This is the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney. I'm Kyle Rotter. And uh, well, I did notice that in the final moments of trade, they were trying to claw back into positive territory. Let's say we're about to finish out now on the CBO 200. What's it going to be down 0.1%? Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of, I don't know, when it's this lackluster type of trade through the afternoon, you start to feel a little... You know, like this Monday had been dragging a little bit. I put my hair in a bun. I was getting yep. all ready to go when I realized I had a date with you. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, the SIBO Australia index down by a tenth of a percent. When I look at the market map, though, Carl, I mean, it's it's really patchwork, isn't it? Um, you yeah. know, there are pockets of strength in the material space. Pilbro, we're talking about you, Alchem. We'll get there in just a moment. Energy did well off the back of oil prices. Yeah, utilities and real estate. Um, actually, might be a good segue right into the three themes, actually, because some of the areas of the market that did perform okay was those sort of very yieldy, uh, yieldy. sensitive sectors. Good word. Yeah, it's a, it's a technical <laughs> language you pick up uh, after years in the, in the game. But um, yeah, it was those sort of yields fall defensive rise I, I, um, with the real estate and utilities stocks. Um, but as we said off the top, a bit off the back foot, really, to, to start the week. We've got a lot of data coming through. And a lot of that's because of earnings season. Yeah, it is. Um, one of the more defensive names traditionally that did not do very well today related to earnings. See how I'm tying this all in a bow? Yeah. ResMed. So we had the brokers yeah. coming out in ResMed. And look, you know, defensive healthcare down today further, yep. close to 4%. Um, yeah, the brokers weighing in on that one. So that's always so key as well. You get the results on the day, you get the initial market reaction, and then you get the follow through sometimes when these brokers come through. Morgan's cut its uh, share its price target. Morgan Stanley cut its price target. Macquarie cut its price target. City, Wilson's, uh, Goldman Sachs, RBC Capital. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of cutting. Yeah, it's not a stock that I follow particularly much, but um, from the few guests that I've spoken to about it over the last few days, just perennial disappointers, basically. And it's sort of surprising in a way um, that we continue to let ourselves be hurt. Well, it's, I don't know if it's a perennial disappointer, but it often does have a negative share price reaction on the day that it res- reports. Mm. And oftentimes, you know, the follow-up is quite good for ResMed, not to right. totally disagree with you. But, mm-hmm. I mean, this one, it looks like, you know, fundamentally... Uh, there was weakness that was seen that uh, was not very welcome at all. It's profit and revenue, missed expectations. Anyways, um, so we've got the market on the back foot. Uh, let's just flesh this out a little bit further for you by taking a look at some of these sectors. And speaking of, here's the healthcare names. So, I mean, CSL. And when you see CSL down by that much, I say it often, but that's a, that's a hefty chunk. 
out of the market considering its market cap. Yeah, without a doubt. So that was uh, weighing on things. Resmed was actually down by 4% uh, by the end of cash trades. We'll go over and flick over the page too because we've got uh, another set of the uh, healthcare stocks here. A little bit more positive, I suppose, if you look at you know Prometicus for the day and what have you. Um, but, but indeed, CSL down around that sort of $260 per share mark. Again, a fraction higher than that. And then Resmed too, uh, a huge weight on the healthcare sector and the broader market as a result. Miners, okay, so six out of 11 major sectors were lower, uh, and that includes the materials space overall. Um, as I mentioned, the big, oh, utilities, there we go, that's one of the more um, yieldy, as you called it, My yieldy, areas yieldy of the market <laughs> that actually did pretty well. So we're going down, up, down, up. Anyways, uh, my, miners, you know, the big boys, uh, Rio Tinto, Fortescue Metals, all looking a bit weak. Um, but as I said, we did have uh, lithium looking okay overall. Um, Pilbara talking about an extension of a resource at one of its uh, at one of its mines, and gold did all right as well. Generally speaking, of yeah, course we, it's a grey yeah. up there, Bellevue up there. Pilbara was top of the pops today, up three point four percent. Again, we have to wait to see where uh, cash closed in. Uh, Lake Resources though was very weak. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to it more a little later on when we actually look at the leaders and laggards. Um, but just worth mentioning that it was it was down by eighteen percent for the session and I uh, had the news up here and I wanted to um, quote it verbatim can't uh, quite can't quite find it but it was a it was a big big drop for the day yeah lake resources down by close to 17 percent it did have to answer a query coming to it from the ASX and answered it inadequately apparently a little bit a little bit hazy on um, its production guidance that's what it was yeah well (laughs) you would um, assume by that share price reaction that something was, was not miss. impressive to say the least. Mm. Okay, look, let's be honest. Um, yes, we're in earnings season, but there wasn't tons and tons of uh, results coming out today. No, We've got to wait sort of till midweek. But we did see SDA shares in focus finalized a deal to be taken over. Yeah, private capital, Bain Capital, $827 million. Another one off the market. Yeah, this uh, market gold, feels as if it's shrinking. Left soon, soon no, we at this rate. Tech companies on the ASX soon <laughs> at this rate. Um, GUD Holdings was another one, so it sold a business. Um, it's a water business, and it sold it to Waterco. I love, I love these names. What do you reckon they do? <laughs> <laughs> With an enterprise value of sixty-five million dollars, so that's expected to be complete by um, what end of September. Yes, uh, September first, I believe it was oh, okay, actually. Um, if the if I, my memory uh, serves me well, but um, also Invercare uh, in a trading halt, and well, some um, funny business going on there. TPG Capital uh, citing due diligence findings that points to lower earnings going forward. So that's going to be in a trading halt until Wednesday now, when Invercare will release the announcement. Uh, but so I think the technical term, another technical term for that, is uh, playing funny buggers, oh, okay. trying to get yep. a, uh, a a cheaper valuation there potentially on the business, but. Uh, we'll have to see again. Uh, the share will be back trading. It is assumed on Wednesday. Every time I see Invocare, I just think death and taxes, death and taxes. Yep. All right. New Zealand, uh, we spoke with um, Brad, um, Gordon. Brad Gordon from mm. Hobson Wealth in New Zealand this morning. We had uh, restaurant brands uh, coming out with a profit warning, tipping full year earnings to be about half of that of last year. So why inflation input prices lower than expected sales in some places? 
in the state. So that is a bit of a harbinger, perhaps, of what's to come yeah. when it comes to some of these um, details from the upcoming earnings season. Higher costs, lower profits, or uh, sorry, higher costs, lower revenues. I think that's what we're all worried about. Um, so yeah, I think that was uh, shining through there just a little bit. You know what is going to be a real focus this earnings season as well is these discretionary retailers. I think mm. that's going to be just a key theme. Um, City Chic is one of those companies that we know was a market darling uh, mm. for a very long time in the small cap space. And then it ran into huge problems with its um, inventory and it looks as if it's gone a little ways to I guess to rectify that so it's sold it's uh, Mina so it's Europe Middle East Africa business huh. Evans and that uh, according to one of the brokers will allow it to channel capital toward generating better returns in existing regions so it's got a new target price of 70 cents per share. These are broker moves that we had at today. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Uh, New Hope as well was downgraded to hold from ad at Morgan's. Uh, interesting one. It's reduced its forecast for the coal sector due to lower price estimates and higher long-term costs. There we go again. Yeah, City, Pilbara. So saying it's operationally years ahead of its peers, thanks to expansion at its W. A operations and uh, on that, as I said, Pilbara did come out today. Shares are up by four percent. Diggers and Dealers Conference. Don't forget, we've got that going on in Kalgoorlie. I think from the fifth to the ninth. So we've uh, been in contact with a lot of the companies that are presenting there. And uh, Pilbara today um, talked about a substantial increase coming through in. Um, in, in its mineral resource at one of its sites. So that is exactly what the market wants to hear from guys like Pilbara, you know, these these actual, these actual um, you know, producers. So I have so many conversations with our guests about, mm. you know, if you want to be in lithium, do you want to be with the explorers? Uh, I'd say, what do you think? I'd say the vast majority say be with the producers, Pilbara. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, go for the the, the the biggest, ugliest one that's digging stuff and selling stuff right now. Um, mm -hmm. I think is is generally the refrain. But it was the stock of the day. David Lane from Mordbinet, Dan Lortizi from Lincoln Indicators. Let's see what they had to say. has the advantage of they've actually been around for about five years now in operation um, so they've probably been able to take upon their early you know operating kind of uh, history and be able to grow and perfect that over time whereas you know many other companies who are getting started mm -hmm. are probably behind the benchmark there you know in terms of understanding the processing here so like you mentioned I think Pilbara do have a, a lot of advantages here and you know in terms of prices they're still making like 90% margins <laughs> operating margins so it's yep. you know if the, if the prices fall in half they're still making margins akin to the iron ore mine. So, you know, a lot of room there for, for, for margin. They're very well positioned as far as that's concerned. Um, as Daniel said, they've got a significant amount of cash, about $3.3 billion of cash. And that's actually increased by $664 million in the last quarter. So they are wow. definitely uh, you know, a leader as far as that, that space is concerned. Uh, I'd be buying it at the moment. I think it's a uh, yeah, good long-term business. Okay, so pretty constructive there on Pilbara. Again, uh, the biggest player, the most productive player in the uh, in the space. So um, perhaps, a, was it a double buy? Would you? I think it was, was a double buy. Okay, is yeah. it already in the investment portfolio? You don't I don't know. Really? No lithium in there yet. We'll have to double no, check. No, there's lithium in I, I'll have to double check. We'll have to double check. Take that on notice. Yeah, yeah, Kyle, exactly. thank you. No, no. Carry uh, on. Carry on indeed. 
<laughs> and we'll carry on to our guest for the COB, Josh Gilbert from eToro is standing by. Josh, uh, we're talking about whether we've got the uh, any lithium names in our investment committee portfolio. eToro clients, are they still loading up on lithium names? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, definitely. It's still a name, whether it's the, the lithium um, producers, whether it's the sort of the EV guys that are buying the lithium. Um, yeah, you know, that that is what the uh, the investors are, are sort of really looking at here. They're looking at clean energy as that um, that that big theme. And it's, it's been the focus for 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 months and years now. Indeed. Uh, we've got a big week ahead of reporting, Josh. Um, I guess it's sort of really the rubber hits the road a little bit when it comes to volatility in some of these uh, local stocks. Yeah, absolutely. Look, big week. Um, you know, we're obviously coming off the back of, you know, the, the second consecutive pause from from the RBA last week. I gave, you know, a nice boost to, to the ASX. We've had two good months from the ASX as well. Um, it was three weeks before before the, the sort of the down week last week as well. And a lot of that optimism is coming from this idea that the RBA is sort of beginning to wind down its, its sort of tightening cycle as, you know, inflation comes down. And this, this idea that investors now believe that, um, you know, we can avoid a recession that many economists had, had once said that was sort of, you know, nailed on pretty much. And, and the same in, in the US as well. And I think reporting season is obviously now going to be that next catalyst um, to obviously try and bring, you know, monthly gains to, to sort of three months. Um, you know, I think we, what we've got to look at here, though, is that, the, the expectations coming in are, are that we are going to see a pretty poor earnings season. And, and the idea of that, that that I always find is is quite nice is that, you know, that, that does leave a little bit of room to the upside sometimes as well for some surprises, given that, you know, I, I think that there, again, all, all of the talk is about how bad uh, this is going to be. And what we found, particularly from you know, US earnings season, is that that sort of profit cliff just sort of never really came. Even, you know, US earnings right now in, in the second quarter are beating expectations. I think we, you know, from from Friday, we were uh, earnings had declined, you know, just around about 5% in the quarter, but many were calling for about 7%. So as you say, we, we've got some more prominent names really rolling through this week, obviously. Um, you know, Commonwealth Bank is, is obviously going to be, be the biggie. I think it represents anywhere between about seven to eight percent of the index. So, you know, when when a company like that reports, it's going to have a, a big um, focus for investors on on the index. Um, and look again, the focus there as well is going to give us a, a reading on on the general economy. Um, also, you know, given that it is you know one of the the largest retail banks. But yeah, net interest margins is, is obviously going to be the focus. Loan growth, that was sort of what they guided uh, at being weaker in, in this second half of the year after reporting what record results, I think, in, in the first half. But, you know, that guidance was what put the share price uh, down. And I think their guidance into next year for the fiscal year is, is probably what will, will move this stock um, when, it, when it reports, particularly um, on that sort of loan growth front and any sort of conversation around um, sort, of the, sort of the general idea from the economy because yes we might have seen the end of of the rba's hiking cycle but it doesn't mean that we aren't going to see rates higher for longer all right josh look that's here locally we've got the big u.s tech companies and their reports under our belt the retailers come still uh what have we learned from u.s quarterlies yeah, so as I say, so so far it's it's not been as bad as we, we'd expected. Seventy nine percent of the um, companies that are reported so far have, have have come in above estimates. That's above sort of what we've had for the five year average. As I say, we're about five percent earnings decline. We were looking, the market was expecting about a seven and a half percent. 
I think the good news for investors, though, is that this is the, the trough of the earnings slowdown. You know, um, earnings growth should pick up in, in the second half of, of the year. Q3 and Q4 are, are both showing positive so far. We know that, obviously, those earnings revisions um, can ultimately come in. But it has been a bit of a mixed bag so far. We obviously had Amazon with a pretty big beat last week. Um, operating profit was was more than double what the street had expected. Apple saw sort of a bit of a slowdown. But again, I think the general consensus and w- what I found throughout this earning season is that, okay, we're, we're seeing the bottom here. This is the worst of, of what it's going to be. Um, you know, advertisers are seemingly coming back when we look at sort of the likes of Alphabet and Meta. So corporates are spending money again. Same with sort of cloud growth across Amazon and for Microsoft. That was more resilient than many had expected a couple more names this week as well we've got uh, palantir that will be nice to see if sort of this this ai tailwind is is sort of continuing and if that buzzword can can actually translate into actually financial um contributions for, for a lot of these companies that will be sort of the first reading we get then we have obviously nvidia as well uh, and then you've also got disney this week as well so disney will be one to watch from um, from a consumer standpoint uh, to see how sort of they're faring again, whether it's the Disney plus side, whether it is the parks, uh, those will be two names that I think stand out this week. Josh, on the macro front as well, of course, we had the jobs data on uh, Friday night so to set us up for a little a bit of a week open this morning. But um, I guess it's going to be back on inflation this week in the US and, and probably in Asia as well. Yeah, so I think the jobs number on, on Friday was, um, you know, a, Again, a pretty mixed. I think it was um, ultimately. I think the unemployment number. I think fell. I think it was down to three and a half percent, and that was the, the lowest number that we'd seen for for sort of decades. But that is contributing to um, consumer confidence. I think we're going to see that pick up in the U.S. Again, if we if we've got a strong jobs market, as as many people will know, um, that's going to paint a bit of a positive picture for, for sort of growth. And and the data supports that narrative that. You know, the U.S. can keep inflation under control without sort of forcing a recession. Um, obviously, they haven't closed the door on hikes yet. And, and as we say, we've we've got plenty of data to sort of still roll through. We've obviously got that inflation print this week. Um, and that will obviously give us a nice understanding of, you know, if the Fed are done for now. Core will, will be the sort of the focus headline inflation is is set to pick up slightly to 3.2% from 3% in June. Um, but again, we've made significant process, uh, progress. We, we were at 8.5% um, 12 months ago, and, and obviously last month we had 3%. So that, that has obviously brought us to where we are now, which is the market's believing there's only a you know, 17% chance that you know, the, the Fed will hike in September. But as I say, huge amounts of data before then. We've still got two CPI prints as well. Uh, we've got mm. it, you know, oil, pick, oil picking up quite significantly. Oil's up about sort of 15 16% in the last couple of months. Um, Saudi Arabia and Russia have, have sort of both extended um, their output cuts as well. So, you know, that could feed a little bit of uh, headline inflation. But again, I think core will be the one that, that investors focus on this week. And if that declines further, I think that could be the, the line in the sand that investors are, are sort of looking for to sort of declare maybe the end of the Fed's hiking cycle. Josh, really appreciate it as always, helping us uh, preview what's going to be another big week in the financial world. Hope it's a good one for you. Josh Gilbert from eToro. See you, Josh. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. And uh, I know you peeked at my screen there, Nadan. I did want to check if we had any lithium exposure in the uh, investment committee portfolio. We do, but through mineral resources. Mineral resources, not Pilbara. Interesting. Yeah. So okay. the next, I don't know when the next episode of the investment committee is, but Pilbara will be there. 
Yeah, yeah, I look forward to that. Cool. That's, uh, yeah, beginning of September. It's always RBA day, although we'll uh, have to adjust our thinking next year when, this, when the schedule uh, changes for the yeah. RBA. All right, uh, shall we, market leaders? Yes, yeah. let's go Okay, forward. let's see what happened here. Pilbara. There we go, Word our of favorite. The day. Yeah. Silver minerals up 4%. GUD after that sale. I've got to check in when GUD reports. It's usually toward the beginning of earnings season. I really hope we can get that. Um, look, Linus. Linus is one of those companies that is presenting at Diggers and Dealers. It was out with a quarterly production. Gosh, was it last week or the week before? And it was taken really well by the market. It also updated on its processing um, ambitions in WA as well as in Texas. So yeah, these are all looking uh, pretty sweet. On what was a pretty lackluster session, you're going to say? Yeah, maybe a little bit of a bounce for length there, of course, uh, getting um, taken to the cleaners over the last yeah. few weeks after a, a pretty um, unsettling update, perhaps. Um, let's go to the laggards now, though. And uh, Lake Resources, we, we spoke about that before, just in terms of um, perhaps some of the ambiguity there around its uh, production guidance. Um, so that's, um, yeah, shareholders have absolutely punished it. Block as well, though. Um, it was reported last week, reported didn't it? reported last yeah. week. I, I actually I, didn't follow it very closely because I think it was after the market closed on Friday. Well, the, the, the um, uh, numbers beat, but the guidance was poor and a lot of the profits were from effectively Bitcoin. Oh, so good. So nothing to do with the business, really, just, you know, um, a, a, a crypto hedge fund uh, kind of um, sort of trade there. So um, it's down still again another 10%. I don't think there's been any further news on the back of that either. So I think it's, it really is just the, the, the knock-on effect from those results. Um, funnily enough too, a lot of uh, lithium players sort of bookmarking the market. Mm -hmm. uh, so Core Lithium there's uh, down as well. Zero Resources, which is more sort of rare earthy, um, down 4.73%. And we already spoke about ResMed, just uh, the follow through there from the broker downgrades. Yeah, okay, this is where I get put to the test. Hey. What small cap news can I get across? Well, Australian Strategic Materials, we will fix that name in our system. Um, it announced last week that it had done a deal with a Korean firm that will be using its uh, one of its alloys in a plant in the US. So still getting a good bump up off the back of that, up by 13%. And flipping the page, let's just get across some laggards in the small to mid cap space. Well, there you go. There you go. Lake Resources, FDA disappointment from Mesoblast, absolutely getting hammered down a further close to 15% mm. today. Boy, you've got to have that really tough um, intestines to deal with mesoblast. I've just yeah. thought of that. It reminds me of a conversation I had with Isaac Poole from Oriana Financial About Services. That's, that's what he said in relation to, yeah, all the volatility that we've seen in all bond right. markets so far. He said you need to have tough intestines. He is calling for the first interest rate cut in the U.S. to come sometime in May. So May 2024. That interview is up online. If you missed it, get his view on how you allocate assets in this very volatile time for bond markets. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he, he's got his doctorate. It's not in gastroenterology, I would imagine. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think so. Um, I'll probably be corrected by, you know, one of our, our wonderful viewers. All right. Um, what are we expecting <laughs> not tonight? Not much tonight, really. Uh, Palantir Berkshire Hathaway, though, um, reports. So that's going to be exciting just because we'll get um, a little bit of color about, well, the entire world, really, in the investment landscape. Um, but otherwise, we start to get Fed speak coming through, which is always with mixed emotions for me because it becomes a bit of a cacophony um, as, uh, well, we're about six weeks away from um, the next Fed meeting. But nevertheless, um, could be could be meaningful um, going into the CPI data. I like that word, Kyle, cacophony. Mm. It's a good one. Uh, underused, I would say. Now, yeah. tomorrow 
here locally. It was a pretty quiet one on the economic front, but we do get some meteor reads coming from the big banks. Yes, and uh, well, consumer sentiment there, business confidence, both will be interesting, especially in relation to the, well, two, what was it been, two holds in a row now from the yeah. RBA. We did see in the weekly ANZ Roy Morgan survey last week, which will also be out tomorrow too, a bit of a pickup in confidence basically off the, the back of that, but also uh, a bit by way of results, all starting to ramp up now. So Crown's in there, AML. Uh, James Hardy actually will be overnight, will it? Or we, we will welcome that tomorrow James morning. Hardy, no, it's tonight. It's yep. tonight. Yep. Um, we'll be keeping our eye out for that any moment now. Um, I just put in our group chat so some of the expectations for earnings. It is looking to show a fall in quarterly revenue when it reports. It's expected to report an 8% decrease in revenue. Um, but however, you know, the U.S. housing market is such an interesting beast. And um, yeah, it would be interesting to see any commentary that, that James Hardy gives around that. And uh, I spoke with Harry Watt from Sean Partners this morning, actually, about EML. You can seek that interview out. It's online if you'd like to get his expectations. He actually said that, you know, you could be pleasantly surprised by what comes from EML come huh. tomorrow, although it's been an absolute I think I, I think I can say this without annoying anyone. It's been an absolute dog for a very long time. <laughs> you know, I've barely used that way. word. Yeah, well, it's been a dog market. I mean, if you from a technical sense, yep. I guess. So, yeah, um, yeah. Tomorrow, we've got great guests coming up. Uh, as per usual, we've got Madeline Dunk to talk us through that uh, read coming from ANZ, the Consumer Confidence Read. Sean Hickman will come armed with his charts, no doubt. We've got uh, Coronado Cole is joining us oh, as yeah. well we one, in uh, relation to their... Mm. Results. So look, the, the list is really long and I've got a good small caps looking like it's getting lined up as well. Beautiful. Well, it's going to be a big day. Uh, from everything today, you can catch up on your website and app, of course. Tune in for the rest of the week. It's going to be a massive one. Like we said, in the meantime, have a lovely evening. We'll see you tomorrow morning.